I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. ASL's Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 44 today. There's a development in this coronavirus story. We've been watching it here, and uh, there's been a new threshold crossed. And it is that the first Utah is tested positive. Now, they're not near here. They're uh, off far away in quarantine right now. And we're able to stay in relative constant contact with that man's spouse. I just watched a, a video uh, posted by Melanie Herring on Facebook. She posted just eight hours. It was uh, a Valentine's Day greeting. And she also described her circumstances. Well, covering the story very closely has been uh, Deseret News' Amy Donaldson, who joins us on the phone now to help us understand exactly what's going on. Amy, how are you? First off, I hear you're over at the Kearns Olympic Oval. Is that right? I am. I'm there for four days. I'm doing double duty. I'm uh, doing my sports job uh, during the day slash afternoon. And then coming into the paper at night. <laughs> One of the things that's developed over the past couple of days here in the newsroom, as we've heard the ads for the speed skating uh, championships there, as well as uh, as we've just been talking about it, there are a good deal of folks here from the newsroom who uh, have been saying, I got to get out there and go. That sounds fascinating, especially after the announcement uh, on earlier this week from the governor saying that we're going to go after the Olympics again. Yeah, I'm in it Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we haven't seen any world record records. Uh, it will be different for story. So if you have uh, the ability, I think it's twelve thirty to four Saturday, and you'll see the the uh, one. No wait. Yeah, I think tomorrow's the one thousand. Yeah. And um, yeah, the fifteen hundred. It's just worth it. This afternoon, two to six. Um, four are some really great races, but you know, you're talking, you have a world record holder from the U S trains and lives here in Utah. Um, it's a chance to, to get to know the Olympians in a kind of a more, even from other countries. It's a blast. If you've never been, you should go. Very cool. Well, let's shift gears here. Tell me please what's going on with Mr. John Herring. So, um, he was going to run a fever, um, on Monday. And uh, I think it was Wednesday, because they're 16 hours ahead of us. And so when I'm reading things on Facebook, I always have to do the math yeah. on which day is this for us or which afternoon is this for us. But um, anyway, he was running a fever for a couple of days. Um, I think they were trying to be patient, but were kind of getting frustrated that he hadn't been tested. Um, and she began to, uh, Melanie began to wonder if there were even enough testing kits, because they were not tested at all. Um, uh, and, and there, but there were people being announced every day. I think the numbers went like 10, 10, 2, 65, and then 44. And, and right now it's the greatest number of, in, of, uh, concentrated, um, outbreak outside of China. So it's a, it's a pretty serious situation. But after two days of having a fever, um, they saw three sets of doctors inside of 24 hours and they decided to take him off the ship into a, to a Japanese hospital about an hour inland, and um, 
get, swabbed him there, and and the next day found out he did have coronavirus. And um, she, as you, you referenced the video, she re- she said one of their friends had been diagnosed much earlier in the process, and it's a person that they had gone, someone they met on the ship that they'd, if you've ever done the cruises, who'd gone on the excursions with them. Right. And so they were fairly certain that they'd at least been exposed to it. And, um, you know, it just, it's just kind of a waiting game. She has not been tested. Um, I don't know why. I would think that would be like, if you know someone's been exposed, sure. been tested. But I don't know if there's a protocol. You know, a lot of times with these outbreaks, um, uh, there's a protocol in place. So, yeah, you might have been exposed to, you know, take vitamin B, drink lots of water. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they give you some idea of how to kind of put yourself in a good position to fight it if you do come down with it. But the, I don't know that it's been around long enough that we have any of those things. Yeah, the, the protocol seems to be coming along, uh, you know, as we as this as this whole storyline plays out. And it's kind of we're making up as we go along uh, about protocol. What is anticipated? How long is it anticipated that Mr. Herring will be uh, in this quarantine or, or what needs to happen for him to emerge from quarantine? Well, I believe he has to have two or three clean tests. Um, so he got tested a second time and it came back positive. Um, he's feeling better, which is a really good sign. I mean, this could be a really mild flu. Um, you know, I think we think if everybody who gets it is like on the verge of death and some survive. But, right, um, no. But, but, you know, the vast majority of people are surviving this with, you know, little to no complication. It's just so contagious and it can be so, it's such a severe and hardy virus that they're very afraid of it. But um, so if he doesn't have a couple of clean tests in a row, they've changed the protocol. So they said 48 hours, 48 hours, 24. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're not, I don't know. I, it's just constantly, that's the thing that's frustrating is there isn't certainty like there is with other things that we deal with in our medical system. Right. And you're talking about international issues as well like there's another uh utah couple stuck on a cruise ship in cambodia and they couldn't dock for 13 days no country would take them um so now they're cambodia's let them dock but you know they they do they they were going to originally let them off the ship and now they're saying they can't get off the ship even though no one on the ship has been tested positive um it's just we don't know enough you know i look back on some of the protocols they've issued when they first see a disease and it's almost always overly cautious and, and sometimes misguided, but yeah. I think it, you just have to hope for the best. I think in John's case, one of the one of the hardest things about it is he's actually more comfortable on the ship. Mm. The hospital they've taken to him has like a four-inch mattress and he has to pay for water and, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's not the same. It's food that he's not accustomed to yeah. and that seems silly, but when you're sick... Sure. And you need to eat. You need calories. <laughs> Makes total um, sense. Absolutely. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. That's not the time you want to be like, you know, yeah, right. bring me the chef's recommendation. Amy I am, I'm grateful to you for your update. I'm grateful to you for keeping us up to speed on all this. And as this saga continues for the Herring family, we'll touch base with you from time to time to get updates. Uh, thank you for your work on this thank and out there at the Olympic Oval. Enjoy your day, all right? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see you guys this weekend. Sir. Maybe so.
Uh, Desiree News, Amy Donaldson, thank you so much. Uh, Before we go to break, I want to play for you a a snippet from a video just recently posted by Melanie Herring. She is the wife of John Herring, who has been uh, tested and found uh, positive for the coronavirus. She right now uh, is quarantined in her bunk on a a cruise ship and has been confined there since January 6th. Here's a message she left on Facebook just hours ago. Okay, it's... um Day nine, happy Valentine's Day. Um, they're not going to test you until Monday. Uh, something with the Ministry of Health from Japan um, came and told him you're not testing until Monday. Um, I'm just hanging in here. Um, I really feel guilty because <laughs> I have all the water I can drink. I have. Uh, food delivered to me uh, three times a day and it's not rice and it's not uh, kimchi and um, my bed is thick and my pillows are great my mattress you know everything's wonderful and my husband's stuck in this um, hospital that has like a four inch mattress and um they bring meals through a slot, and um, I, I just feel guilty. <laughs> so, um, so I haven't been tested for the virus. That's Melanie Herring. She currently is quarantined on a cruise ship as her husband is quarantined as well off the ship after having tested positive for the coronavirus. Prognosis, though, for these folks, for the overwhelming majority of folks who contract this uh, this virus uh, is positive. It, uh, it presents like a heavy case of the flu and they overcome it and are fine. Unfortunately, there are those, uh, I think there are a thousand plus cases worldwide uh, where they have passed away, but the, the overwhelming percentage of individuals who do contract this disorder uh, do overcome it ultimately. Uh, again, the Herrings, uh, a couple from here in Utah, Tooele County. Next up, we're going to speak with a scientist, an assistant professor at Utah State University, put a question to people. Would you rather teleport to work or drive? No, that's really the question they ask. We'll get the answers next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.